No, no more grapes, please. Oh, hi everyone. Um, so I have a cold today, and this is not like a sketch or anything. I really do have a cold. Um, Marina's taking very good care of me though. Um, anyway, uh, so I really do not feel up to recording a randomizer today. The good, in inverted commas, news is, I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret. I record the, uh, the actual episode, you know, commentaries, uh, before the introductions in most cases so i already have an episode in hand and um yeah we'll play that um so here's one i recorded earlier which is sure to be near the top of everybody's uh, wish list for a randomizer appearance it's the protectors and it's implicado well um yeah, um, for what you're about to hear, or perhaps even not hear, I do apologise. Um, the Protectors series two. Now, I do, I do enjoy the Protectors. I do, I do think it's a pretty good show. I just have a huge memory block on so much of the second series, and in particularly, in particular, the Euro episodes, the European episodes. Um, oh, and we're opening with a fairly glamorous location. Um, Peter Firth and Patrick Moa are in a car. You know, I think we're in Spain. Um, I would guess Madrid. And um, Out of the way. we are on a building site. And it's the sort of thing, you know, it's the kind of building site you could find you know, somewhere in Hackney. It's uh, exotic location filming. Spain! A building site in Spain. Anyway, there's a chap pulled up in a car, told another chap to get out and uh, go see Patrick Moa. And the, I should explain, the episode title came up and I have no memory of what this is about at all. Um, which doesn't bode well. I know, and I know I've seen it, but um, as I say, the Protector Series 2 Europe episodes are just this sort of black hole of memory for me. I know I've seen them all, but um, of all the Jerry Anderson episodes that I've seen... Protector Series 2 is by far the, the, the episode that um, has stayed in my memory the least. Anyway, Patrick Moore is uh, showing a briefcase presumably full of money to uh, the, um, I don't know, mob boss's henchman. He's swapped it for a package of something. Meanwhile, Peter Firth, who looks very young in this, is um, waiting at the car fiddling with a camera. It's all go, this opening, as you can uh, probably tell. Who is that boy? I don't know, Patron. He must be one of Raphael's runners. He had a camera. Shall I go back, Patron? No. Do it later. Once we both have our own natural voices back, I mean, neither of us is not dubbed, are we? Oh, dear. So now Patrick Murray is um, hiding the suspicious package somewhere on the building site. And Peter Firth is still fiddling with his little camera. And he looks so young in this. I mean, um... I've seen him in things, you know, made around this time. Um, but, oh, yeah, for those people who are, you know, know him more from things like uh, Spooks, which I believe is called MI5 in the States, possibly. Oh, he just looks like a, a teenager. So Patrick Moa has hidden the suspicious package in a toilet. 
I think he's taken a little bit for himself, though. Not good. Anyway, um... <sighs> this opening. This opening is... It's so... It's so like... We're trying to, to ape the traditional ITC stuff, but we, we're having to use a lot of stock footage for this. I mean, I know that um, the helicopter shot is taken from, from Russia with Love. I don't know what sh that um, the shot of the bridge exploding is from, but that's turned up in a few things. I believe the car flipping over was an accident that was, sh that was shot for this show. Um, oh, Tony Barwick wrote this one. Okay. Was this before or after he went insane? Because if it's before... So now our uh, criminal Patrick Mower and his Peter Firth little pal have um, gone to a cafe, but um, a couple of police cars are pulled up outside. This doesn't bode well. Oh, and Mower's seen them. And swapped the little pouch that he took out, put it into uh, Peter Firth's bag. Oh, and I think that one of the uh, policemen here is, um... Uh-oh. Hang on. Yeah, I think that is, um, Stephen... Greif? Is that how you pronounce it, Stephen Greif? Um, the first Travis of Blake Seven? He wants to know who's bagging. But it's mine. He's found... I've seen that before. You're under arrest. A suspicious package in Peter Fert's backpack. I also noticed that the, um... There's a man behind the bar there. I, I can't remember his name, but he was a regular extra in um, UFO and Space 1999. And of course, Patrick Mower is one of uh, only a handful of guest actors to do uh, to appear in all three of the uh, live-action uh, ITC Anderson series. He was in uh, UFO and Space 1999. Um, we've already covered, actually, one of his episodes with All That Glisters. And um, surprisingly, there weren't that many other actors who, who appeared in all three. I think... Um, Douglas Wilmer was one, and Mrs. Drew Henley was another, and of course, uh, yes, everybody's favourite, Shane Rimmer. It's my son, Stephen. But I imagine there were probably quite a few more extras who did all three as well. People like Alan Harris and Mike Stevens and so on. Douglas. Contessa, my name is Dr. Dove. I think Dr. Dove? I to explain the situation. Oh. So the Contessa has been phoned by a lady in the... Neil Hallett will explain. My respiratory nerves were crushed by the impact. Is the condition permanent? That's too soon to say. She's not to be excited, so I can't allow you to stay too long. All right. No puppet shows, no balloon animals. Mrs. Douglas, I'm Caroline Di Cadini. I'm here to do whatever I can. Mrs. Douglas seems to be stuck in a sort of... Go straight to the Madrid police and try and see the boy. Iron lung machine. Cafe where he was arrested. Right. Evidently, evidently she is uh, Peter Firth's mother, I guess. And she's filled in Caroline. Caroline has now uh, gone out to Madrid with Paul. Um, I guess this is a, a Robert Vaughan-free episode in that case, then. Stephen, are you denying that the police found cash in your bag? No. But you are saying you know nothing about it, nor how it got there. Yeah. Someone must have planted it. <gasps> oh, a budgie! A budgie! Oh, hello, Budgie. Hello. Oh, no, don't take the... No, no, no. Oh. Bring back the Budgie. Oh, we were supposed to be looking at Tony Anholt asking people questions in the background. I want to see the Budgie again. 
sweet little green budgie that a woman just reached into shot and uh, English. pulled out. Aww. Have you ever seen this boy here before? Bye-bye, budgie. Cerveza, por favor, frío. It is thirsty weather for asking questions. Ooh. Perhaps you ask the wrong people. That sounded, uh, sounded like a code. Cerveza. But, um... Tony, no, not Tony. This is Paul. Paul Boucher, as played by Tony Anhock, who also played Tony Vadeshi. I, I do struggle to keep them separate in my mind when I'm doing these. The man you won is Raphael Santana. But if Robert Vaughan isn't in this one, then it's um. Today, he'll be at Manzanares El Real. It'll be nice to see uh, Tony get up. No, not Tony. Yes, Tony. Tony. Tony playing Paul. Get a bit more to do. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm in over my head here. This is vaguely starting to come back to me. I mean, I know I must have seen this about, you know, two or three times over the years, but not, I don't know what it is, but nothing about the European-based episodes of The Protectors really, um, really s stays in my head. Which is a shame, because uh, some of them look um, really nice. Paul just um, stopped off to get a, um, directions from a waiter who, once Paul drove away, gave a little suspicious look to the camera. M Madrid just seems to be populated with uh, shifty waiters, according to this show. Paul is, um, now seems to be at a reservoir that uh, obviously isn't a place where he can uh, meet anybody, because uh, he can't get in there. So, oh, okay. Three-point turn away from the reservoir, but he actually backed into the fence there. <sighs> oh, Tony Anholt, I'm... You, you're such a good guy, and I'm criticising you for your driving. Not that I could do better, but, you know... If you hit the fence, it may be time for a retake. Anyway, after that um, interlude of... Paul going to the wrong place, I guess? He now seems to be in the right place. He has found... Patrick Moe's car. And Patrick Moe himself just sort of sat out in the desert getting sloshed. And he's wearing a fabulous hat. A, uh... mm. I'm looking for Rafael Santana. Why? I want to talk to him. He isn't here. Mm-hmm. All oh, right, so Patrick Moe is, uh, has um, gone into hiding. Give him a message, will you? Pretending to be somebody. Who shall I say the message is from? Just a friend. A friend of Stephen Douglas. <gasps> oh. Shouldn't have said that. I think perhaps it is better that you give him the message yourself. Here. So, Paul has been handed a bottle and, um. Oh, now someone's taking shots at him. I don't think that's Patrick Moe doing that, but he. Oh! Paul's been hit in the shoulder. guy in a white top. <gasps> Several guys in white tops. They got him surrounded. Oh, this is quite um quite skillfully directed, I think. There's lots of um it's lots of long shots. Oh. And now we cut back to Tony Anholt, clearly in a studio, several months after all the location stuff was recorded, standing on a sand pit. Oh, 
and Patrick Moore got away. Ow! Does that hurt? Yes. <laughs> oh, well, nothing's broken. Mm, but you'll have a nasty bruise in the morning. Ooh, she kissed him. Could have been worse. I do like it when one of the regulars doesn't turn up for this show, actually, because it's kind of like... It gives a you know, slightly different dynamic when it's just the Contessa and Paul, or just Harry and Paul. Polite refusal to interfere. They say it is a police matter. In the meantime, I did get this. Who is he? I don't know, but he's been following me all day. Ah, it's a photo of the chauffeur of the year. The car that turned up at the building site. Yeah. I worked for him. Then I think you'd better start at the beginning. And this time, I want the truth. Wait, if she didn't tell him... If he didn't tell her about... The boy has told me the whole story, Harry. Oh, Robert Vaughan's turned up. He apparently loses his... Okay, it's only, what, halfway through the episode? He finally decided to get out of bed and join us today. The boy's very worried. Had a very hearty breakfast before he uh, showed up for this episode. Sympathetic ear. He then tells the boy he might just be able to help him. Perhaps even earn himself some extra money. Yeah, I thought, how, how did they find out about Patrick Moore if um, Peter Firth didn't tell them? The boy becomes a runner. You're right. And when he finds Again, this is one of the dangers of waffling over something that I'm not entirely... Uh, Santana simply tells him. Uh, 100% familiar with. I kind of waffle over important information and don't notice when I've done it. He's trapped. All he can do is go on working for Santana to earn enough money to buy his ticket home. You know, I think we ought to put a little pressure on Senor Santana. OK by me. Do I have to do anything? Because I'm not in the mood for doing anything this week. I mean, I'm only just now appearing in the episode. Anyway, they're now staking out the cafe, and uh, Patrick Murr is back. Sadly, the budgie is not. Have that one on me, Santana. Oh, and Paul failed again. <laughs> oh, God. He just got shoved out of the way and landed on his bad shoulder. After a brief car chase, they've, uh, well, Moe's pulled over just round the corner, really, and uh, Harry and the Contessa are giving chase on foot. And up some stairs. Now they've gone down some stairs. Well, we lost. Oh, well. We tried. It'd be difficult to find, but we still have this. Oh, yes, the uh, picture of the uh, chauffeur of the, uh, the naughty bad man. <laughs> <gasps> Who has just found Patrick Moa? Oh, and he's put on his black fedora so you know he means business. Where's the boy? Good boy. The boy with the camera. Oh, he... He's gone back to England. I, I just used him. Lies. Oh, we're at the, uh... Please. Who are the people following? Boss's headquarters now, I guess. Giving Moa the full, uh, lamp-in-the-face treatment. It's too bad. He's given a nod to the uh, the henchman with the fabulous moustache and the even more fabulous um, pink tie with flowers on. They seem to think that he's brought out his gun. Is this the end of Patrick Moa? But he's got to annoy us all in in all the glisters. What are you going to do? The henchman's even got a pink handkerchief. Whoa! Action, Moa! Straight out the window. Okay. Hmm. That was the place you were at just before you were arrested. Well, Patrick Moe is um, pretty good at escaping from people in this. What kind of a guy was it? Big one. Expensive, you know, limousine. Mm -hmm. 
with someone in it who obviously didn't want to be photographed. But there was no film in the camera. Okay. I may be able to obtain your release, but I'll need your cooperation. So, where's Mo off to now in his uh, little red car? Back to the building site. Oh, of course, to pick up the uh, the thing he put in the... Uh, he hid the a little package in the... Uh, um, the tank of the toilet in, in a little uh, empty house. And it's still there. Phew! I've been looking for you everywhere. This was my last hope, and I've been waiting here hours. You know what you have done? I don't understand all this. What's happened to you? I'll to kill you. How did you get away from the police? They let me go. Let you go? Yeah. You know, I, I, I think I'm starting to see why I didn't remember this, because it is very sort of standard um, uh, drug smuggling plot, but... Um, Where's the camera? Peter Firth and particularly Patrick Moe are, uh, are really... Um, really saving this, I think. Because Patrick Murray is one of those actors where you see his name come up and I think, oh, and then I look at actually what he's doing and he's... I will make him tell you about the camera. He's really pretty good. There's a, He's got a bit of a sort of demented energy with this character. He's um, so desperate to get himself off the hook that he's quite willing to... Um, we'll meet you there. ...to basically set Peter Firth up for anything in order to get him to take the fall. And, you know, it, it is kind of disappointing to me to see these Series 2 Protectors episodes come up on the randomizer just because I am so unfamiliar with them. But, you know, we've got to get through them. We've got to get through all of them. And uh, I think this is only, like, our fourth episode of the Protectors on the randomizer. So, you know, 52 total. We've got a long way to go with these. But I, 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 as I said, I do genuinely like this show. And I know when we, uh, when I conclude this, we're going to cut back to Jamie and Richard going, uh, I don't feel that way. But um, I can understand why for many Anderson fans, this sort of thing is a bit of a slog because it is just so um, atypical. It's unlike his normal fare. Anyway. Patron! I brought the boy! He's here! Moa has dragged Firth off to a, what looks like a deserted a warehouse or something. Throwing him around a bit because... It was empty! I have the drugs! Oh. Patrick Moa is just freaking out while all, all Robert Vaughan is doing is walking slowly towards him. But of course Patrick Moa thinks that this is uh, somebody come to kill him. Because everybody's tried to kill him today. There is a misunderstanding. See my gun. See his bracelets and his uh, open shirt. Please! Here is your shipment. Take it. Please, Patron. I could have run. Oh. I've always worked well for you. Don't kill me. Please, please don't. So he thinks it's the uh, mob boss. But of course it's... Hmm. I think we were supposed to, uh, to not guess that that was Robert Vaughan, even though they showed him... They showed his face, but then he took his hat off, and it's like, oh, right. That's it. Moe's off to a uh, Spanish prison. And Peter Firth... Oh, he's also being manhandled by somebody. Oh, they even got the uh, 
head gangster and his henchmen as well, outside, off screen. Well, this is all, um... I'm not, I don't, the, I'm not, the word I'm looking for is not satisfying as such, but, um, you know, it ties up the loose end. And Peter Furt's back in England? Oh, no. Over here, darling. Oh, she's out of her iron lung and into her blue dress. She's making excellent progress. May I thank you on her behalf? Because she's an ungrateful cow and she won't thank you at all. Oh. And anyway, that was Implacado. Uh, is that how I pronounce that, by the way? Is that Im Implicado or Implicado? I don't know. And that was, well, oh, I can kind of see why it hasn't stuck in my memory, but... Yeah, Policeman at Cafe, Stephen Greif, only had one scene. Um, for what it was, it was um, okay, you know. There are a few worse episodes of The Protectors. Not many, but there are many more, much better ones to come. <laughs> <laughs>